Monday, 11, 22, 21. Whoa. What a number that is. One, one, two, 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 one, 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 two, two, two. Okay. Not a palindrome, but still very cool. It's Monday. It's Betsy. And here we are today. This is the show about the joys and challenges of the human experience. And the show is unedited, one take, improvised. It's raw. It's real. It is what it is. And I hope that, you know, I share some insights, stories, perspective, and my hope is that you get some nugget of support, compassion, inspiration, a question that may help you see things differently in a way that's maybe more supportive or in alignment with your heart, your values, your needs. I just got off the phone with my sister and I actually just got off the phone with both my sisters. I had a call with one of my sisters and then I had a call with my other sister. And I love my sisters. They're both incredible. They're both incredible people. They have beautiful hearts. Um, and they're both, 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 I'll speak to both of you are just so incredibly talented in each of your own ways. Just incredible, incredible variety of intelligences. And, uh, you know, we, we schedule calls for a variety of things. Like we'll talk about a business thing or a creative thing or catch it's like part catch up, part creative. So my heart is, has grown, uh, 10 sizes. It's like to start off my day for the last hour and a half to talk to both of my sisters. It's a good week and it's Thanksgiving week. I won't see either of my sisters. So it's nice to have a nice, a good long chat and, um, and to be creative and to laugh. And so that feels really, really good. And I'm also grateful that I have my own schedule so I can make those calls with them. But my, so my first call is my sister, Katie. My second call is sister Diana. The calls I have with Diana are to help me. We have regular calls scheduled to help me focus and they're kind of accountability calls and we check in on something specific and we were just dying laughing because I said, Hey, thanks. <laughs> that was the best 40 minute, 10 minute conversation. Cause I said, cause sometimes they're like 10, 15 minutes where we just check in and she says, how are you doing with this thing that you're working to stay focused on? And uh, I said, that was the best 40 minute, 10 minute conversation. Thanks for helping me with my ADD <laughs> and just sticking with one topic. Cause we were just bing, bing, bing. Um, but it was so much fun. And, you know, kicking off this week and these conversations I had with, with my sisters just got me really thinking about the space that we create or maybe don't create in our lives to be playful, to explore, to be creative. And I was, my sister and I, when Diana, when we were maybe seven and eight, my mom would take us period, you know, every once in a blue moon. And when I say blue moon, maybe every year or every other year, she would take us to Burlington Coat Factory. And this wasn't necessarily for us to get a coat, but we have five people in our family grew up in Michigan. There was winter. So you need winter coats. And we would go to Burlington Coat Factory and Diana and I had this game at Burlington Coat Factory where we would run around the store and we would get underneath the racks of the coats and we would look for any tags that had fallen off the coats. 
like price tags or brand tags and we would collect them. So we would go running around. I mean, this was like, I mean, it's like it, it had the urgency of panning for gold. I mean, we're running around the store and we're gathering these tags and we would leave with a whole bunch of these tags in our pockets and we would stuff our pockets with these tags and then we would get home and it was like we had a Babe Ruth rookie card. Okay. I mean, we would lay out all the different tags and then we would trade. Like I have a London fog tag and you have a, you know, I can't even right now even think of another London fog was a, I don't even know if it's still a brand, but let me tell you, that was a nice coat. It's a nice coat. Then they're probably still in business. Probably. They're a very old brand anyway. So we would start trading brand tag, like they were baseball cards. So we'd say, I'll give you two of these. Oh, ooh, look at, I have a price tag. This is $200. And I'll trade that. Like we would create this whole game out of it. It was like a whole thing. And and I realized this story makes it sound like we're kids in the turn of the century that were like playing with those like stick and a wheel, like that wooden wheel where you're just like creating a game out of whatever exists. Or like stickball in Brooklyn in the 1940s. Kick the can just like play, make a game out of whatever it is that you have there. And we did that a lot as kids. And that game, I just think the amount of enjoyment that we got out of this. And this wasn't like my parent, it's not like my mom said, Oh, go uh, grab a bunch of those tags and make a game out of it. It was just, it just happened. My sister uh, texted me last night that she took her daughter to buy a coat at what she thought was Burlington Co Factory. And she sends me this video and it's a pan of the inside of the store. And I can hear my niece saying, no coats, no coats. <laughs> they don't, I guess they don't sell coats. We're the last ones to find out that Burlington Coat Factory is now just Burlington. It's just a store with clothes. And apparently it's not a coat factory anymore. We got a huge laugh out of that. When I think about play and games. Like when you think about where in your life do you find yourself being playful or playing? Uh, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Right now I think about playing with my dog Riley. She's 10 and a half. She plays, she likes to play like she's six months old. I mean, this morning I we feed her, I take her out for a walk. We come back, she's barking at me. And I know she wants to play. So I grab her. She's got like a plush LaCroix can. And I think it's got some other cute pun name that sounds like LaCroix. Um, but we play with the LaCroix and I'm hiding it. And I hide it under my knee and she's looking around. Like we create games out of that, right? So I think of playing with her. You might think of playing with small children or babies, creating games. And... You know, at some point, the games that we play in our childhood and growing up, they start to become more formal. Then they turn into sports, so they turn into board games or or maybe a video game, which I don't know about you, but anytime I've played a video game, I didn't grow up playing video games, and I don't play them now, so I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with it, and I'm not good at it. And, and not only does it matter if I'm good at it or not, but I just don't understand how to play most games. 
Um, I did get to play Beat Saber on the quest and I L-O-V-E loved it. Music and rhythm and movement get me signed up. So I want to play that again. But a lot of the games for me are very stressful because I don't understand how to even play. So it's like there's a level of complexity uh, to it that I don't know if we're talking about the learning curve of, you know, um, conscious incompetence, that it can be very stressful. If we also look at Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's research, which he said was about flow, but early on when he was pitching to get his research funded in his career, his research was about play and he couldn't get funded. This is a story I read that he told about his life and career and work and that he was able to get it funded when he talked about flow and then he attributed connected that to potentially related to work productivity and fulfillment in life. And that could be connected to engagement with work and then people would fund his work. But the graph of flow is the X axis is um, level of skill that you have and the Y axis is level of difficulty. Then if you are low on the x-axis, you may you may need to draw this out. Should this be a video? Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a graph. If you have a low level of skill and it's a high amount of difficulty, then that is very frustrating and stressful. So you can write that in that part of the graph. Then if you make like a a, a channel, like a river, like at a 45 degree angle from from the very center where x and y axis meet then in that area is flow because the level of skill is matches the level of difficulty. And when your level of skill matches the level of difficulty, you can enter that, that channel. If your level of skill is very high on the X axis and on the Y axis, difficulty is low, then that's boredom. It's like, I have a high level of skill and this is super easy. So I'm not really engaged. So this magic area of flow is finding this middle of like the level of skill and the level of difficulty. And that's where we find ourselves totally immersed into experience, lose track of time. And we're able to create from that place. We're able to create and there's flow. And I like the water metaphor because it is fluent. Like it's like opening a hose. Like it just kind of flows effortlessly out of us. But why am I getting into all of that? I'm getting into all that because as we enter into the holidays and we think about, you know, I'm, we're moving in a week and a half. We just had our boxes dropped off and they deliver these. We ordered a service where you, they drop off these plastic bins and use those to pack into. And then they move, we hire a different company to move. And then we unpack the boxes. Then they come pick up those boxes. So it's different than cardboard boxes. It's certainly you know, I think better for the environment because we're not wasting all that cardboard, but it's also a lot easier just to do. But moving can feel stressful. It's moving your whole home. It's packing everything up, moving to a whole new place. It's also entering into the holidays, which already the idea of navigating family relationships, um, the beauty and some of the challenges of that. And and also navigating that through a pandemic. Uh, there's layers of complexity there that can bring up a lot of feelings of navigating agreements and all those things. So there's no shortage of energy around this time that can feel like 
it's intense. And my offering to you as we're entering into this week of, of Thanksgiving, which let's acknowledge that for the first time in U.S. history, a Native American person, a Native American man, was just named as the head of the National Park Service. And there's an episode that I did called Connecting with Our True Nature, where I, I reference um, a book written by a guy about Native American history and the and the national parks and how the national parks and his perspective should be given back to indigenous people and Native American tribes as Native Americans were the stewards of that land and knew that land and knew how to care for it and nurture it and integrate and collaborate with it. And I am with, I am with that. Um, right now I'm drawing a blank on his name, but I will put it into the notes and honoring and celebrating, acknowledging the land on which we are and the complexity of, of celebrating a holiday that's based on colonialism and oppression and genocide. So there's, when I just was talking about intensity, I, I brought in the, tr the real other intensities that are involved in this time. So when I say let's connect with something playful or let's pr connect with something that's a game, it is what I, always want to do is to be able to hold the truth and the the hard and heartbreaking pain and the truth of what's happening and within that whole container give ourselves permission to feel a sense of buoyancy and lightness and playfulness and that when we are able to give ourselves that permission it is not a denial of the pain it is not a um invalidation of the pain. It is an acknowledgement that the all of the all exists and that if we are going to find a path forward and through, it is most likely going to be from a place of playfulness and buoyancy and creativity and spaciousness to be able to see new possibilities, see solutions, see paths forward, see opportunities and ways to collaborate. And so in what ways might you bring in a sense of playfulness and joy and games to this week? It might actually be a board game. It might actually be um, something that you play. It might be a mindset and an attitude. And what I feel about playfulness is that it requires presence and yes and is to when someone offers something, the next time somebody offers you to play a game or play something, if it's a child or someone else in your life, see if you say yes and do it. Even if you feel like, oh, I only have five minutes, say yes and just see if you can give yourself permission to immerse yourself in that world wholeheartedly and fully embody yourself and that experience and see what gifts unfold. Sending you so much love today and all days. I'll talk to you tomorrow.